Hello and welcome to another edition of Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell with his radio voice on, co-hosting with Kurt Souter of Further Still not, Ministries. Dude, you need therapy. I know. Oh, <laughs> I'm already getting it. <laughs> I'm in the midst of it. Oh, man. Uh, how you doing today, Kurt? I'm doing good. Really good. Good to see you back in the States. You've been out of town. Yeah. Been out. <laughs> out of town's a short... Yeah, that's, I've that's, been around the world, man. Where, where You were in where? We were in Ghana, Africa. Okay. Geographically, I'm illiterate. Is okay, Ghana in east, west? That's, that's uh, part of West Africa. West Africa. Okay. Yeah. All right. And uh, yeah, we we had a fantastic uh, nine days there. Wow. And uh, got back what Sunday this weekend? This past weekend? Uh, but yeah, about one two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Now that uh, the way I understand it, that was not exactly how you all had it planned. Is that right? No, we were supposed to be in Louisville around uh, oh, like four thirty. Uh, yeah, four thirty in the afternoon. In the afternoon on Saturday, and we got in at you know, one. One o'clock is two, one thirty or whatever on Sunday morning. Yikes! Yeah, it was it was one of these crazy things. You know, you're in Chicago at O'Hare Airport, and they keep delaying, 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 and we're waiting for five hours. You know, and you know, being the good Christian, I might didn't bother me at all. I was just full of patience, sure. full of patience. And anyway, you were praising the Lord. Yeah, the whole absolutely. Time. Yeah, it's kind of like Paul and Silas. You know, get the get the snot beat out of them and throw them in jail and what do they do at midnight they're singing hymns and praising god yeah that's what i was doing <laughs> <laughs> actually i sent a text uh um to my fiance who i am i'm gonna get married in um in a week and a half well i knew that but congratulations to everybody who did not know that yeah thank there's you there's the yeah the good news so yeah. i texted her i said Please pray that I act like a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Fake it until you make it. All right. Yeah, we yeah. had we had a kind of a yesterday. Today was my boy's first day of school today, and uh, we homeschool. But the school we go to homeschool, and they go to school two days a week at at, uh, at this particular school. So yesterday was our last day of summer, and so I took off work, and we planned on you know just having a nice relaxing day, maybe have a little bit of fun, run a few errands. Mm-hmm. That with, was, five, with five boys? I, yeah. Is that possible? Well, we thought it was. And then uh, <laughs> my wife and I were sitting on the couch, and we the silence was broken from one of my sons running in. He did not know that the other, his brother, was in a hammer-throwing competition in his front yard. <laughs> and unbeknownst to him, he was in the middle of it. <laughs> in and, the middle of the competition. And one of them chucked a hammer, like a real hammer, across the front yard, and my son looked up and caught the crowbar end Cole of the hammer him. right in the forehead, Ouch. right on his hairline. So uh, needless to say, there was some uh, screaming, gnashing of teeth and bloody uh, hands yesterday <laughs> around our house, and we were sitting in a... Uh, you're trying to have this peaceful, um, yeah, you know, calm, back to refreshing day, and you end up... <laughs> At an emergency care room, when trying to explain to the doctor why does your son have a big gash on his forehead? So anyway, such is life, man. Right? The world does not revolve around us, does it? It does not. I mean, when I'm in Chicago, and you know, come on, like seriously, get the plane, turn it around, and let's go. You know, and you're like, I can see it right there. there yeah. Right. Well, I couldn't see it. That was part of the problem. Mm. But um, uh, yeah, we do. We do think the world revolves around us, but. It, it does not. It does not. Yep, that's right. So, so this is a uh, you know, Chad. We got a guest this, uh, today, 
and this is a show for men by men, mm-hmm. and we're just passionate about talking to, talking to men, talking what God has done in and through the lives of men, and we want to encourage uh, our listeners, we want to encourage men, uh, equip them, bless them, and uh, so we got uh, Norm Shank in uh, with us today, and Norm, it's great to have you. Thanks, Kirk. Glad to be here with you and Chad, and uh, really enjoy your show, and uh, looking forward to the discussion. Yeah. So, Norm, we've known each other for, oh my goodness, 15 plus years, and uh, it's you, you, you always have a great smile on your face when I see you, and it's uh, great to see you this morning. Thanks. It's great to be here, and uh, the only reason I smile is because uh, the grace of God, and uh uh, you've helped me a lot personally in my in my journey, and uh, I appreciate uh, what you've done to help uh, try and keep me on the straight and narrow path. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's our goal: walk the straight and narrow. Well, uh, Norm, tell us a little bit about yourself. You 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 you've got an awesome wife. Tell us about that. She's phenomenal, and I definitely uh, married up with uh, with Ruth, and uh, we've been married uh, 35 years now, and. Uh, She's a phenomenal woman. She's uh, she's a great wife. She's patient. You know, I, sometimes I only get home four or five days a month, and uh, there's not a lot of wives that would uh, tolerate uh, for that. But uh, she's been very supportive through uh, through some of those challenges. Wonderful uh, mother to our our two kids, uh, Rachel and Tim, and now we have uh, four grandkids. And, You're a grandpa uh, four times over. Yes. Wow. And it's great. <laughs> uh, take care of them and love on them and then send them home, huh? Yeah, and we're really blessed that uh, we're close by. And it's one of the things that have uh, have helped uh, you know Ruth with all my travels is that uh, the neighborhood we live in, I think our family has five homes and uh, three of our grandkids live five houses away and another one's 10 minutes away. And, uh, you know, we still have to pray for them and lift them up, but it's just a a different kind of a responsibility and uh, it's wonderful oh that's awesome that's so good so you guys have been married 35 years and listeners uh some of you might know ruth ruth is uh, she's an author and she writes for the uh southeast outlook and uh she's uh, just a uh, awesome awesome lady tell tell us tell us a little bit about how you guys met yeah, well, uh, I'll have to back up a little bit into uh, some of my uh, younger years because I think it shows how uh, God led us together. But uh, I, I grew up in a small church with a good Christian family and accepted Christ at a young age, but it really didn't change my life in terms of uh, how I was uh, living on that. And uh, short story is through high school and college, uh, I didn't really apply myself the way I should have, made a lot of bad decisions with some with some things. and. Uh, God's grace kind of carried me through that, but uh, when I finally finished up the uh, the five year party plan at uh, college, uh, the reality set in that hey, I really need to get a job. And uh, you got to grow up and be a man. And uh... yeah, and uh, I had a good work ethic in the type of jobs that I had while I was going through college, whether it was the gas station or the car wash or whatever. But I just didn't apply myself. So when I graduated from college, I literally could not find a job. And um, uh, so, so what happened is uh, I ended up taking a, a job as a dump truck driver hauling trash, literally, up in the uh, Upper Peninsula of Michigan. And uh, that, was the, that was the job you, you looked for after, you, you're, you're, as you're thinking about going through college? 
Yeah. Yeah. Drive was, a dump truck, okay? Yeah, especially when uh, half the gears on the dump truck didn't work that well and the brakes <laughs> sometimes were a little suspect. But, you know, it was one of those things. Certainly it was humbling. But at the same time, uh, it led Ruth and I together because uh, where I was working up there, that's where we got to meet. And uh, so it was well worth uh, all the smell that was associated with driving trash. <laughs> Meeting you, honey, was worth all yeah. that smell. That's a great... Yeah. Makes her feel that's so loved. That's a song right yeah. there. That, that's a country know, song. That's yeah. a country song. Is exactly where I, thought, I was thinking. Wow. And so uh, that you, you met Ruth up there in the north part of Michigan and uh, fell in love. Yeah, we did. And uh, what happened was at that point, uh, trying to figure, sort some things out. Uh, Ruth was from uh, Detroit originally. And uh, so we went back to Detroit and uh, we weren't married at that time. So I lived in the basement of her house. Her, She has a wonderful parent, Christian parents. And uh, uh, so I lived in the basement of their, their house and she lived upstairs. And uh, uh, so what happened was I had still had to find a, a job. And uh, <laughs> So I was combing through the paper and I found a, uh, a management trainee uh, job and I thought, okay, I'll apply there. And um, it turned out it was really a pretty low level administrative job, but uh, it was with what's called a customs broker is somebody who acts on behalf of companies to help get goods across the border at the uh, Peace Bridge, which is the big bridge crossing between Canada and the US. So I, uh, started out there and started to learn the the inner workings of the international business wow and and how long how old were you when that when you got that job that would have been uh i would have been 25 at the time and and so you were you engaged with ruth then or no no actually we hadn't uh made that decision yet and uh I, I think of her dad, Larry, and I really miss the guy, but he was one of those guys that, uh, you know, he called it the way you'd, you'd want a guy to call it. And he's like, OK, you need to get things in order before uh, you can proceed with anything. And get, you, get your act together. Yeah, exactly. Or you, or you're not going to marry yeah. my daughter. Yeah. He, he saw through things pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good man right there. Who's, who's going to do that? So he's uh, so but, but you fell in love with Ruth and then uh, you finally got married and uh, and you you continued with that company for how long? I was there just over five years, and uh, uh, I got my license as a licensed customs broker, and was plugging away. Get, started to work my way through the ranks in terms of uh, responsibilities, and was responsible at that time for the international operations in Michigan. And then one day, I got a phone call from a headhunter says, uh, "Hey, how would you like to come work for UPS down in Louisville, Kentucky?" And uh, uh, help him start a new business. And <laughs> I, 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 I mentioned it to Ruth, and her, the first reaction was pickup trucks, barefoot, gun racks. <laughs> you know, I'm not going. <laughs> We're not going to Kentucky. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Well, a small little startup called UPS, and that's uh, that's a great <laughs> great company to get on the ground floor. We're going to hear a little bit more because there's a whole lot more to this story. And when Norm come, we come back with Norm, he's going to talk about being the, one of the first employees at UPS and what it is that he did and, and uh, how he went from there to uh, being in front of Congress in, in Washington, D.C. Sometimes you don't want to be in front. I wouldn't think you'd never want to be in front of Congress, but he was there for good reason. So we're going to hear more about that here as we take a break. Thanks for listening to Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our second segment here on Solid Steps Radio. We thank you for listening. If you are just tuning in or you have never listened before, 
Uh, we are a show for men by men, as Kurt mentioned in the first segment, and uh, we are here to exist. The name Solid Steps is to help guys walk solid in their destiny and their walk with God. And whether you're a father, a husband, uh, a worker, whatever it is that you are, you are a man, and God has a plan for you, and that plan is to walk with Him. And if you're not walking with Him, you're not in His will, and you're not you're living out your destiny. And the name Solid Steps means we want you, we just want to be a tool in your toolbox. We don't have all the answers, and we don't pretend we do, but we know the one who does. We do know the one who does, and He is for us. You know, the Bible says, you know, Chad, that God is for us. We don't have to walk in fear. And uh, yep. there's a lot of men who walk in fear, and uh, but we got we got a, a guy in the in the studio today who's uh, at times maybe has walked in fear, but you know God is for us, and uh, God's grace is is with us, and he he just wants us to walk with him, walk with him. So Norm, welcome back again to the second segment. Uh, we have Norm Shank with us, and Norm, you talked about in the first uh, segment. Uh, how you were, uh, you know, you kind of waffled through high school and college. You had made a commitment to Jesus uh, early on, but it really didn't affect you uh, uh, deeply. And you kind of wandered around in your faith. You never really lost your faith, right? No, no. I, I, I'm certain from the day I made that uh, decision and got baptized that uh, God was in my heart, and I never wavered on that. I just made a lot of stupid decisions after that. <laughs> Chad, do you ever make stupid decisions? You mean this morning? (laughs) (laughs) On the way here. There is not a guy who's listening who's going, oh, I can't relate to that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we... We all make boneheaded decisions, and uh, but 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 out of that, God's grace has just uh, been with you. Yeah, and it's it's really been there throughout my life, and you know, going back a little bit to the the high school and college years, and you know, I'm not proud of it, but I think the important thing that uh, God's grace. But I got involved in some drugs and and things like that, and uh, I was in uh, a couple of car wrecks that I walked away from that I probably should have never lived through, and. Again, it was God extending His uh, His grace through that, and uh, you know, Kurt, I would say all the wounds that I've had have really been self-inflicted. Um, you know, I look around today and just know many people that go through genuine challenges that they don't have control of, whether it's you know health, you know job experiences, or other things. But in my case, they were really self-inflicted wounds all along the way. Uh, the, the, you reap what you sow. The Bible teaches. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a um, that is as true as gravity. I mean, we truly reap what we sow, and yet, e- even in the midst of that, God's grace um, can overflow into our lives. And so, you God's grace for you was uh, you, you you got a dump truck job, uh, driving a dump truck, and then you you meet this awesome lady, Ruth. And uh, fall in love with her and move to Detroit, Michigan. And, uh, and then and in the last segment, you talked about uh, you're, you got this new job working with um, kind of customs uh, going across uh, to the border of Canada. And a headhunter comes to you from UPS. And you told us in the break that UPS headquarters, you know, what can Brown do for you? You know, that's the uh, um, what can Brown do for you? started in Seattle, Washington back in the early 1900s, but they came to you and they wanted you to do what? 
they wanted uh, me to help them start a new new company that would allow UPS to expand internationally. And uh, short story is, if you want to do international business, in order to cross borders with your packages, you need a licensed customs broker. So UPS was establishing this uh, this new entity uh, as a subsidiary, and they needed somebody who had a customs broker's license to start the company off. So. Uh, I don't, know. It, I, I, don't know if, I don't know if they wanted me or were just buying my license, but in either case, I ended up uh, with UPS starting out as the first employee back in uh, 1985 of what was UPS Custom House Brokerage at the time. Was, wow. there a, was there not a lot of them, custom brokers, or was that something that was pretty common? Or No, and, and even in today's age, a customs broker is not something that really college or universities offer uh, the training for. Most people that I know in the industry kind of fell into it because they uh, couldn't find something else. And it's a lot of the businesses in our family-owned businesses, and it's not something that people grow up and say, I want to be a customs broker. (laughs) (laughs) So here you are. Almost, I mean, UPS is a huge company, and... Uh, the airline part of their company is based here in Louisville. And so uh, I, I just think about you're just kind of moving along, along in life and newly married and got this job. And all of a sudden, here you are, bang, you're offered this job in Louisville. And listeners, if some of us are, are you know, we're just kind of snatched out of a setting and just put into something in the middle of blessing and favor and grace of God. And that really was you. It really was. And uh, it was a great opportunity. But I'll say up front is I was in way over my head. Uh, <laughs> Kurt, I had worked for a smaller company and then coming to a big you know, corporate company like uh, UPS and things that I hadn't been exposed to in the past. So just another example of uh, God's grace, uh, A, in providing the opportunity but B, helping me with uh, the walk and to be seen in favor with UPS through the years. And you, you mentioned in the last segment that Ruth wasn't really wild about coming down to Kentucky. No, matter of fact, uh, she probably cried for the first two years <laughs> because when we because uh, when, when we came down here um, to to find a place at, at the time, UPS corporate headquarters was in uh, Greenwich, Connecticut, before it moved down to Georgia. So we come down to Kentucky, and the first thing they do is put me on an airplane for the first few months, going back and forth. So not only is it moving to to Kentucky down here, but now she's here by herself with the the kids trying to get established. So it was uh, they were some tough times for her and rightfully so but uh as she's always done through our through our marriage she uh ruth just she found a way to turn it into a a good situation and took control she's she's a trooper yeah she's she's a special lady and uh i'm just so blessed i you know it's probably taken me longer even when we're married to really appreciate what a special woman she is and uh you know she writes for the outlook and uh you get to see the stories on that i get the i get the verbal version as she's putting it together and uh uh, on things but it's not about articles with her it's about the story and the people behind it and how god is using them and that's the part that I'm not sure people always see when they read the article, but it really is about the story of how God is working in individuals' lives. And sometimes it's in really great ways. Sometimes it's through challenges. But uh, she's got a gifted way of uh, crafting a story into a message of uh, sharing, again, God's grace in most cases with people's lives. That's awesome. Yeah, she's a super lady. So so now you um, – by the way, have you told her that lately? You, you, 
Never enough. <laughs> Never <laughs> enough. That, that's the right answer right there. That is the right answer. He just told her, and now he gets to play it back over. <laughs> oh, and over yeah. And over. Yeah, you can, just, you can take this podcast, and you can just uh, say, honey, listen to this. <laughs> yeah. So t- so uh, you're, you're on the ground floor of this uh, new p- part of UPS, and it begins to grow. Describe that. Yeah, well, when I we came on again, I was I was one person and uh, way over my head. And but the one thing that I've also been really blessed with, uh, not even from a spiritual perspective, but from a business perspective, is I've always been the Lord's provided good mentors from me. And I worked for a guy named Don Howe that actually was one that that hired me, and he took me under his wing and really helped me to learn the corporate environment with that. So I, I started out as a supervisor, and uh, because it was on the ground floor, things grew very quickly, and because I was in on the ground floor, the Lord just opened up some opportunities, so I started to progress through uh, getting promotions, and uh, you know, at that time, I would say that I, this was happening because of what I was doing, and I really wasn't seeing enough of how God was really in control and, and paving the way for uh, for that. So it was a good progression, and uh, I worked in operations for a number of years and started doing some, uh, uh, as we expanded, we couldn't do it all internally, so we looked to, to buy some uh, companies and do it that way. So um, this is when really the bell started to go off in terms of me realizing that I'm not as important as I think I am. I'm not as good and not as yeah. important as yeah. I think we are. Wow. And specifically to that is, uh, I don't know if some of the listeners have probably worked on some acquisitions or, or been on the receiving end of acquisitions, and they're not always pretty. But uh, I was on on the side that we were buying companies. And when you buy a company, one of the th- many things that you have to go through is identifying who do you want to retain as part of the go forward? And there's probably some excess overlap that, that needs to go. And one of the exercises that we always went through was you identify all the, the management team and you write their name on a post-it and you put it on the wall. And you literally sit around the room and look at these post-its and say, we think we'll keep this person while well, we can get rid of this person. And it was probably about the third acquisition I was involved with that it was I don't know how, why, but the Lord just showed me, and I just came to this realization, wow, I'm nothing but a name on a post-it hanging on a wall, and one of these individuals that we've said we don't need could very easily be me. So it was really, uh, again, the Lord showing me that I'm not as good or as important as I think I was and that I needed to uh, change my uh, my thinking on that. Wow, that's, yeah, that's... <laughs> We're going to unpack that a little bit more. we got to take a break right now. We will take a break. And uh, speaking of Post-it notes, if your wife, guys, have put a, wrote a note to you, we need new flooring, you need to call Carol Rogers Carpet One. <laughs> it's called a segue, by the way. Uh, and you need to get the financing for that if you can't afford it at Ellen and Credit Union. <laughs> we want to thank those guys for sponsoring Carol Rogers Carpet One and Ellen and Credit Union. So uh, please... Uh, Tell them that Solid Steps Radio sent you, and uh, we're going to take a break now and be back here shortly and hear more from Norm about what it is to be a post-it note in life in regards to the corporate world and family here on Solid Steps Radio.